So Jesus gives us a very clear image uh, of the vine and the branches, our needs to abide in him. I'm sure we've heard this number of times, so I'm, so I'm just going to reflect with you uh, the way God prunes us, the ways that God prunes us so that we, may, uh, we bear uh, fruit in plenty. So before we start the reflection, uh, let's uh, lay the foundation. So the reason God does pruning is to help us bear much fruit and to uh, bear a fruit that qualitatively better as well. So when you, you know, prune the vines, it has much better grapes as well as more grapes. So those are the two reasons why pruning is done. Just going to reflect with you two primary ways God prunes us. There are a number of other ways God does, but the most common and primary, two primary ways I would like to reflect with you. The first thing, as we heard in the gospel, is through his word. As Jesus says, you are already pruned by means of the word I've spoken to you. So when it comes to God, so God does everything through his word, whether he creates or gives, his, gives life or does anything, he does that through his word. He speaks his word and he creates them. And so, and that's something at the power of God, the power of the word of God that, uh, you know, uh, and we know God's word is living and alive. It does the same work, it did the work when it was proclaimed and it continues to do now and it will continue to do for the years coming. And so Jesus uh, says it, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word never passes away. And God's word is living and whatever God commands, he does that through his word. And uh, oftentimes the enemy actually does his work as well, is through the word. You know, the enemy doesn't come with a sword and uh, things to sort of fight with us, you know, as we try to imagine, like horns and everything. But the way the, word, the enemy does the work is through also through his lies. He's known as the father of lies. So we see, you know, when Jesus uh, battles in the desert, uh, you know, he plays, um, uh, the, you know, the way he tries to influence Jesus is through word. He says, if you are the son of God. In summer, he wants to bring lies. And we hear in the, in the Garden of Eden, um, you know, did God say this to you? So the way enemy works is also through lies. In some ways, it represents words. So um, we must clearly understand uh, the way that enemy builds his fortress is through our mind and the ways that he puts the lies and deception on our mind, and that's the way he tries to build his kingdom, his fortress. Mm -hmm. So we had to be very you know, clear, and that's the reason, uh, you know, uh, John the Baptist and Jesus, when they start the uh, mission, they start out with the, the basic thing, repent and believe in the good news. And St. Paul would say in the letter to the Romans in 12, he says, do not be confirmed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's something about the mind 
that we let the word of God to do the work in us. And that's how, that's how we become transformed and that's how the pruning takes place and that's how we come to uh, bear fruit in plenty. And we see that reality, say, uh, we, I say a, a very harmful word to a, a little child, that word can actually destroy the child and you know, it can actually, in some ways, have a, a, a greater impact on that. And some of so the, the words are very, you know, um, we need to be very careful of the words we speak as well. So, and we let our minds be purified by the word of God. And there are a number of ways that we, as we grow up, we carry lies and deceptions in our minds, or uh, we let people to just to have impact on us by the words they have spoken to us, or, uh, you know, we let um, other ways the enemy to build his kingdom through um, uh, unforgiveness or lies or jealousy, hatred, and other ways that he tries to bring his kingdom into us. And those things are actually cast away. Those things are pruned by the truth of the word of God. And Jesus clearly says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that he may have life, life in all its fullness. And the way he brings that is replacing our mind with the truth of who he is and truth of who we are. And that's why, you know, Paul says, have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. In some sense, he's saying the mind of the world and the mind of Christ to oppose to each other that uh, the mind of the world is opposed to God. And so we need to let the word of God to cleanse us, to purify us, to prune us, so that we are in line with God and we come to see how God sees this world, our life, and everything we see from his perspective. So every time we come to the Eucharist or every time we sit with the, the, word, the Word of God in personal prayer, we allow the truth of the Word to enter into us, to build His kingdom. And oftentimes, you know, as we go about life, you know, we, we, we catch up, you know, we, you know, we can uh, catch hold of how the negative thinking in our minds or... Uh, in other ways, you know, the, the, the lies of the enemy, and as we recognize them, we are to actually subject them to the power of Christ, to the power of the cross, and cast it out so that we can replace with the truth of um, what God says. And so the first primary way God does it is through his word. And the second way God tries to prune us is to... Actually, in some ways, actually, it leads us into wilderness. Uh, if you look at the scriptures, we all know, we see those, uh, you know, before God actually takes us, takes to a promise, uh, something new, there is something about actually going into the wilderness, and that in the wilderness time, actually, a time of preparation, a time, actually, uh, where... Uh, someone is purified, strengthened, and uh, um, you know, in some way, actually made their focus uh, revived, 
And that's how God prepares to uh, give something new, uh, to bring about that promise. And the wilderness time is also a time of purification and pruning. Um, you know, we all know there are times we go through a dry time and uh, might be a desolate time. Not saying all the times it is uh, God, but it can be to, due to our failures too. But oftentimes when God actually leads us to something new, he prunes us through taking us through those wilderness time. Not through literal wilderness we go to the desert, but wilderness in our hearts. Uh, that we go through a time of actually, what you might call it, a darkness, a dryness in some ways, and that he actually brings his strength and uh, his, um, his um, life and everything in those moments. And to the extent we are, um, you know, Sometimes this process can be prolonged a long time too, depending on the promise. Or other times, if you are very stubborn and rebellious like me, at times, you know, can, God can prolong that until he brings us to that place of uh, humility and obedience to his will. And that's how we come to bear much fruit and that we, we, we become more effective in his kingdom. And so, so if we find ourselves in those places of wilderness or a, a time of desolation, then we need to actually refocus on God and to see what he's doing in our hearts and where he's, what is he preparing us uh, for the coming, how he's preparing us for the, something new that is coming. So let's pray for that grace, uh, whatever way that God lets his pruning work in our, uh, happen in our lives, that we be uh, humble and obedient to the ways that God wants to bring about that truth, and that we, and through that we would come to bear much fruit.